Hello, welcome to the Heal My Health podcast. My name is Sally. I'm a clinical nutritionist and today we're talking about berberine. I'm jumping on that berberine train. It was actually a listener request, which I'm glad about because I hadn't really looked into it that much and I really enjoyed looking into it um, and finding out all of the cool stuff that it can do and just, yeah, learning about this cool little compound. Just before we get into that today, I just want to read a short client review. She says, Sally, this is Emma. She said, Sally has helped me so much. I'd tried everything to help with my gut health and nothing helped me more than meeting with Sally and sorting out the problem from the core. Couldn't recommend Heal My Health more. Thank you, Sally. Thank you, Emma. I really appreciate uh, your review and your response. Gives me that good little ego kick that I need to keep going in my life and my business. But let's get into it today. Let's talk about berberine. It's going to be kind of a nutrient nugget. Keep it nice and small today. So what is berberine? Berberine is a plant compound. So I thought it was like an actual plant, like a bark or something like that. But berberine is a compound that's been isolated from many kinds of different medicinal plants or the medicinal compound that's been isolated from plants. The plants themselves have been used in Ayurvedic and Chinese medicine for centuries, but the compound was isolated at the beginning of the 20th century. So I really love when stuff like this happens, when we look at medicine that is ancient tradition, and then we can actually isolate and figure out why this has been used in traditional medicine. How is it helping to heal? Um, it's, yeah, it's a really, really beautiful thing because it's like there's, there's this validation in this ancient, uh, ancient medicine that is validation from science, which I think is really, really cool. So the plants can be called, or the, some of the plants, there's heaps of them, but you've got barberry, you've got coptis root, um, mountain dragon, which is cool, golden seal and golden thread, which is also cool, but they're all, um, uh, cool names because they're Chinese plants and Chinese come up with really cool names like that. So it is a, yeah, it's a, a compound that was inside of those plants and it's called an alkaloid, which is a naturally occurring organic compound known for physiological effects on humans. So other examples of these are like caffeine, nicotine, morphine, cocaine, or even poisons like atrophine. But not all alkaloids are like this, you know, crazy either like stimulant or poison or something like that. Some alkaloids are considered medicinal and they're they're alkaloids because they have that pronounced physiological effect, but it's in a medicinal sort of way. So that's where I would be putting berberine in. And there's been a lot of traction with it lately, uh, you know, even just jumping on this train doing this podcast, it's because it blew up on TikTok, it blew up on everywhere. Everyone's saying that it's used as a weight loss pill and all of these different, you know, crazy, beautiful effects, which to be honest, there are a lot of beautiful effects of this compound. So we'll get into it. Um, I'm going to go through a couple of like the clinical uses and things you may have heard of what berberine can be used for. Um, One of the biggest things I have acknowledged in my research is the effects of berberine on our gut microbiome. So the berberine compound can actually attack a cell membrane of like bacteria and uh, funguses and things like that. So it has been considered something as a antibacterial, antifungal, antiparasitic, antiviral. And it has been really looked at uh, in the last couple of years for the ways that it can change our gut microbiome in a healthy way because, you know, you kind of 
think about uh, antibiotics and the way that they can attack our bacteria, but they can attack our healthy bacteria and the bacteria that are, you know, infectious. With berberine, it doesn't seem to attack everything. It seems that it is leaving our healthy bacteria alone, our lactobacilli and our bifidobacterium, and it's actually just reducing harmful bacteria, even things like E. coli and even things like yeast and candida. So it's been looked at for the treatment of candida or for things like SIBO as well, which is a overgrowth uh, of bacteria in the small intestine. Some studies show that for SIBO in particular, that it is just as effective as rifaximin, which is an antibiotic. I nearly struggled to say that then, but rifaximin is an antibiotic that is used to treat SIBO. And what they're finding is that berberine is having almost as good of a clinical effect as this antibiotic, but not taking out our horrible, our good bacteria as well. So there's a lot of interest going on in this gut microbiome area. And for me, clinically, like the gut is a pill, like such a huge pillar of our health. There's so many people that come to me with different signs and symptoms throughout their body, not realizing, you know, where things could have stemmed from, from the gut. And a lot of the time I hear clients that have gone through a lot of trauma to their gut. So things like uh, getting infections, getting gastro, having antibiotics, having uh, really heavy medications and having a period where there was a lot going on. And then it's a couple of months later where they have all these signs and symptoms come up. And honestly, the, the, Diversity and the health of our gut microbiome relates to so much in our body, relates to our mental health, relates to our energy, relates to our stress and to just so many things, our immune system. um, There is just communication all through the gut. So having this new thing to look at, this new compound to look at that is a natural compound to alter the gut microbiome just seems amazing. I was reading a study as well that was talking about the effects on the gut microbiome and how that could have an impact on our insulin and our blood sugar regulation. Another thing that berberine is growing traction for and getting noticed for, it's its ability as an anti-diabetic treatment or an anti-diabetic compound. It helps to reduce our fasting glucose and HbA1c. The HbA1c is your three-month marker of your blood glucose, basically. So it helps to reduce our sugar in our blood. And there's a couple of different ways in which it can do that. One of them is reducing glucose production in our liver, gluconeogenesis. And there's a couple of other areas where it affects our insulin as well. So when we're looking at the effects on insulin and blood sugar, that is obviously a diabetic picture and we can help to reduce maybe pre-diabetes or people that have hyper, hyperglycemia, have high blood sugar to reduce those things. The studies that have been tested are showing that even combining berberine with hypoglycemic medicine worked better to reduce overall blood glucose than the medication alone. So there was a a meta-analysis that I was reading and basically what they were looking at is studies that were incorporating testing berberine, either berberine against placebo or berberine and a certain medication against medication alone. And they're just finding that the berberine and medication together is having a really, really uh, beautiful effect. It's having a better effect than the medication alone. Um, and then berberine, you know, compared to placebo, has a better effect as well. So there is a, a seen effect of this compound on reducing overall blood sugar. 
that's amazing for the cardiovascular system. And there's other effects where it's reducing hyperlipidemia, so reducing cholesterol and total triglycerides in the blood. And it's also helping vasodilate our blood vessels. So it's helping open our blood vessels, which can reduce our, uh, our blood pressure. So there's cardiovascular effects, there's gut effects, and it all seems to be in this beautiful way intertwined, but it's also, you know, affecting different organs in different ways. There's also a relevance to this in terms of the ins- like insulin resistance. There's a relevance to PCOS because PCOS has a insulin resistant pitcher and they're looking into berberine use for reducing the insulin resistance in PCOS, but also finding that in doing so that's helping menstrual irregularities. So it can be used in PCOS as well. It's honestly such a wide, varied compound that it's very, very interesting um, to look at. One of the biggest tractions that it's made famous for, I think, is because of effects on weight loss. So I feel like anything that is promoted with weight loss is just so skyrocketed and like just it makes its way through, you know, through the world because it seems like everyone wants to lose weight. Um, but it actually does seem like it can have an effect on weight loss through a couple of different things. I've talked about brown fat before. So we have white fat and we have brown fat cells and our brown fat cells are actually cells that are, they're more thermogenic. So they heat up and they're there to keep us warm and, um, using things like ice baths can increase your brown fat. So it'll actually turn your white fat into brown fat. Berberine seems to be able to reduce weight by increasing the brown fat. And it can also affect the genes of our fat cells. So it could be possible that it regulates gene expression um, that stops the proliferation of fat cells. So stops the fat cells just, you know, growing and growing and growing which is pretty crazy. So there is, uh, there is research into why, like what the effects are on weight loss and how it could be beneficial. Um, but I wouldn't go and recommend that everyone just like jump on this and start smashing it. We'll get into a little bit of safety and, um, you know, dosages and stuff in a second. Uh, you know, just because something says weight loss, it, there's so many other beautiful things that you can do for yourself that are natural and, that you can learn habits to keep weight off for your life. Because if you jump on one of these supplements, like even with berberine, um, you know, it has been shown to be safely used for 1.5 to two years, but you don't want to be taking something for the rest of your life. Uh, not something for like, you know, the, the goal of weight loss anyways in a compound, because we just don't know how long, like what these things do to our body in long-term effects and we can assess the safety we can go through everything see what's going on in the body but you know I think that if you have a goal of weight loss there is a lot of things that can be done um you know and, and if you do have these other clinical pictures like hyperlipidemia or insulin resistance or SIBO or anything like that then berberine could be an option in here for treatment and you just work with someone along that way work with the doctor to make sure you're checking if 
it's working for you, if your insulin resistance is improving or if your SIBO is improving, are your symptoms improving, work with a professional, work with a naturopath or a nutritionist where you can actually track and talk to someone about what's going on. Uh, these things are important when you're trying to add something new into your life. I think a lot of the time people just go and go, oh my God, it's for weight loss and they just eat a million things that like eat all of the, all of the capsules. Um, and yeah, I just think that it's, it's good to be thinking about these things and working with a professional as you implement them to see how long you personally should be going for, how long you personally should be taking them, um, what you're taking them for, and then assessing the effects on your body. But in saying that, yes, there seems to be different mechanisms in which berberine does seem to help with weight loss. Of an overall picture, if we are noting in studies that our blood lipids are reducing and our insulin uh, sensitivity is improving and, you know, all of these beautiful things are going on metabolically, usually that comes with a picture of a, like a healthier weight kind of picture. The heavier weight that we have, the more metabolically dysfunction, like dysfunctionable we are. So, you are going to be helping yourself metabolically if you are improving on something that is already there, like high cholesterol, high lipids, high insulin, high blood sugar, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I do want to do a couple of notes here. There was a 2018 meta-analysis that I looked at uh, that had 16 trials, including 2,147 participants. It concludes that berberine improves lipid profiles in dyslipidemias with satisfactory safety. The meta-analysis showed that berberine remarkably lowered plasma concentrations of total cholesterol, LDL cholesterol, and total triglycerides. So very interesting there. And there was another one here, 2015 meta-analysis that says, in the treatment of type 2 diabetes, we found that berberine with lifestyle intervention tended to lower the level of fasting glucose and HbA1c than lifestyle intervention alone or placebo. So having berberine along with lifestyle interventions, which I think is beautiful, you're increasing your exercise, you're improving your diet, um, and then having the berberine as a supplement was more effective than just doing the lifestyle interventions on their own, but also more effective than placebo and doing nothing on its own. Um, but I think when you incorporate beautiful lifestyle habits as well as having a supplementary uh, you know, supplement, <laughs> then I think that that's a beautiful way to go. Now, just to finish off, I do want to go through the safety and dosages and everything like that. First things first is that berberine can cross the placenta. So it is not deemed safe for pregnancy, uh, breastfeeding, or for children in that matter, even um, children or young adolescents. So you want to be an adult if you're taking this and then, yeah, don't be taking it whilst you're pregnant. Um there is a really low incidence of adverse effects, so it actually seems to be quite safe for most adults. Uh maybe with a little bit of gastrointestinal symptoms. So if you do take it and you start taking it in a bit of a higher dose or even if you take it in a moderate dose and it's your first time taking it, your body needs to adjust, uh, you might get some like discomfort in your gut, you might get some nausea, diarrhea, constipation or pain, which is pretty common uh, in taking a new supplement. Our gut is just figuring out what to do with a new compound that hasn't been isolated and added into our body before. So there can be GIT discomfort. Um, and then, yeah, but basically the, the risk of side effects is, is really low. Um, as the dose increases, as per really anything ever, as the dose increases, uh, you get more risk of any 
possible toxic side effect. So that's, you know, again, when you jump in and you just think that the more the better with supplements, as so many people do, um, yeah, just don't go and take a million of it. So the dosage range is around 500 milligrams to 1500 milligrams, which can be seen safely taken up for two years. I would, if you are going to do it, um, you know, again, work along a, a professional and then start at a lower dose. Um, and then also take it around a meal. So take it in the middle of a meal or after a meal, just so you're not taking it on an empty stomach and it's a little bit easier to uh, for the gut to digest and to use. So that's the overview of berberine today. There's a lot of different aspects to it on what it can help with. Again, if you don't really, if you're a healthy person and you don't have any of these things going on, I wouldn't think it it a necessary thing to go and take. Uh, you can just keep living your life, doing what you're doing, exercising, eating healthy food, managing your stress, whatever else. Uh, don't feel like you need to take these things just because there's such a hype around them. But if you do have something that's going on, if you do have insulin resistance, if you do have, um, you know, maybe obesity, if you do have fungal infection, candida, you can take a look into it and talk to someone about it because there is a clinical relevance there on what this can bring to your life. So that's Berberine. I hope you found it interesting. And thank you, Chelsea, for giving the recommendation to do this topic. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I appreciate you so much for lending your ear to my podcast and to the information I put together. I really do love doing this and I love learning alongside with you. If you're enjoying it or learning from this podcast, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or leave me a review. These things really support me. And also, if you want me to cover a topic, just let me know. Email me at info at healmyhealth.com.au or go DM me on my socials and I will make sure to get to that topic. Thank you.